Welcome to Create Beauty Every Day. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this podcast, of course, is brought to you by HookingRugs.com. And today, I'm with Shauna Parker. Hello. Hi. How are you? So, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. You're one of my favorites, so... <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be with you. It's nice to be with you one-on-one. Usually we're in a group when I yep. talk to you. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. nice. So thank you for joining me today. Yes, Shauna, absolutely. Tell, tell everybody who you are and what you do. Oh, goodness. These are all <laughs> really those questions. Question. I know. Yeah, those, those are such big questions, but I've gotten better at the elevator pitch. So uh, I'm Shauna Parker. I'm from Alabama. I've got three kiddos and um, an incredible husband, and I am a writer and an artist. And I started a long time ago in this world of, uh, you know, online e-commerce, and um, started with a blog. And um, it's really shifted through the years. But now, you know, the focus really is just um, writing and art and business coaching. So we do, you know, creative business coaching with the Creative Exponent. So. Um, it's interesting how it's shifted through the years, but it's uh, <laughs> it's a it's a mixed bag. But just long and short, writer, artist, business coach. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, what's your writing focus on, Shauna? Oh, I think I lost you. You back? Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know what happened. Our connection. I, I was, yeah, I was moving on my end, but I couldn't well, see. I couldn't see okay. you moving. Uh, <laughs> what's your? Uh, what does your writing focus on primarily? Uh, you know, now it focuses much more on what I would consult. I mean, you know, consider memoir style writing. You know, just reflective. Um, self growth, uh, things that I've learned over the years, you know, back when I started the blog in 2009, I would write that way pretty frequently. So I've always been pulled to, to stories and how people's stories really do connect one another. You know, uh, I think that there's sometimes, of course, this is going to go like off on a tangent, but I, I walked away from blogging for a short period of time, or I guess a long period, depending on your perception, for about four years. And one of the blocks in starting again was how do I now tell a story that is really about that and also share these fun, more frivolous things like my art, even though it's still meaningful to me um, and deep to me it does feel frivolous compared to some of the writing. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do know. And to share, you know, a deep story in a deeper way and be really vulnerable about, you know, being messed up, having um, to heal, being really imperfect, you know, uh, really imperfect, not just like a cutesy version of imperfect. <laughs> um, so it was, it was like, how do I do this again? How do I come back and write again in that way? And so now that's, that's pretty much what it focuses on. You know, I, I always say, if I'm, if I'm doing work in the wheelhouse of using words and art for meaning, impact and connection, then I'm in my, I'm in my lane. If I'm not, and it's outside of that, I'm usually not, uh, really fulfilled or, doing what I think I was sort of called to do, you know, um, meant to do. 
Mm-hmm. So I love uh, two things I want to touch on there, but I love the idea of uh, like art and meaning and words for connection, like using art and yeah. words for meaning and connection. That's, yeah. that's beautiful. And for you, the words came first and the art came a little bit later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. And yes. I think I, you know, I think I'm just throwing this out there, but I wonder if the words feel deeper than the art because of that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. And because it's such a, you know, I started during COVID, um, once we were all home, I started writing sort of my story in a that was again another part. How do I tell this story that I'm sort of still living and still parts that I'm still healing from, still working through? And so the story bounces back to, you know, about 2014, 13, even back to when I was a little girl, and then more into present day. And the thought was, how, and there the dogs go. That's okay. You can hear dogs them. are welcome. <laughs> They are, they are going to settle eventually because they'll know right. that uh, these we'll folks are staying. Um, but, you know, it was how do I tell this story in a way that really celebrates the healing side versus just um, let me dump out a bunch of, of story, you know. And so with art, it it felt in the beginning more vulnerable than writing because it was newer. And I had always played with, um, of course, painting and painting furniture and doing murals on walls and things like that. And uh, it was interesting, back same thing in the pandemic. I just said, you know, I'm gonna paint again. I haven't painted in years, used to just sell things here and there in the shop back when I owned the store. And, um, And it felt very vulnerable because then I was, you know, there I am like a total newbie starting again at something new and I'm nearly 40. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I think I'll be doing that until I'm 80, you know, Oh, by the way, here's this new thing that I'm going to work on now. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. I think it probably felt more, more vulnerable because of that, but also just the nature of being like open about dark moments in your life that's you know because you know from your work and your art that can spill out into the art but it's a representation you know um to to write it out in words is I'm getting chill bumps just thinking about it it's a different feeling you know yeah Yeah. they're two different it you're I think um I mean I think you're exposed in either way like yes you are because you know some people with the art but with the art a lot of people might get it or might not get it or they might get something else right. entirely, which is perfectly fine but with the word right. it's really clear yeah oh um, yeah it's spelled out yeah. <laughs> right there for you to read <laughs> so tell me the story about going from perfectly imperfect this the cute yeah. kind of imperfect yeah to, uh the kind of imperfect that's not so cute can you tell are you comfortable right. telling me that story sure yeah. yeah I you know I went let's see around 2013-14 that's when um you know I, I actually just started a blog post about some of that um this week and, and I was you know reliving it in my mind and in my mind by about 2011-12 was when you know, the blog became a brand and it was, it, it encompassed a lot of stuff. You know, it was um, stores and the online store and 
I had, you know, published a book in 2013, which, you know, funny enough, it's just, let me say, that was my dream, you know, as a child, if I could just publish one book, and it just goes to show you that, you know, um, especially those of us that are, you know, achievers, that there's never, I want to do another one, <laughs> you know, it wasn't enough, <laughs> I want to do another one, right, so it's like, all right, that was Great dream, checked it off. But anyway, um, that, you know, we got to film an HGTV pilot and that was a really cool experience. So it it was a big time and there was a lot going on. I think at the time I had um, a staff of right around 20 and, um, you know, most, most full-time, but some part-timers. And so it, for me, that was a lot, you know, I never yeah, imagined that is a lot. it to, yeah, I just never imagined it to get there. Yeah. Um, and so it was, things were really booming and, and doing well. Uh, I had begun to scale back a lot because I was doing a ton of design work. So the stores were more studios and that kind of thing, you know, and, and some, some products. But, you know, I, around that time um, in my personal life, I went through a divorce and it was odd, I think, for my audience just because while I had always tried to share really authentically, you know, there's of course things we don't, you know, that are private that we don't, that we don't talk about because they're ours and it's, that's fine. That's how it should be. Um, But, you know, it did sort of come after, I think the pilot aired in May. And when I finally said something on the blog, it was around October or something like that, of that year, 2015. And, you know, maybe, maybe early 16, I can't remember, but I, a friend had encouraged me, look, you're used to writing in a vulnerable way, at least so far, but if you don't ever share what's happened with you, you're never going to write again. You're just not, you're going to have a block. You're going to be stuck. You're, there's no way for you um, to do that in a way that will make you feel authentic. And so I did. And it was interesting, you know, how it goes with the internet and people. Um, So most people, of course, were really, I didn't, you know, provide a lot of details. And um, I'd been doing a lot of work, you know, in therapy and counseling and learning that um, my people pleasing was a problem. And so, you know, I learned that I did not have to explain myself, you know, to everyone around me, they could, you know, ask questions, and I'd be an open book as much as I could be. But it was not my job to make sure everyone felt comfortable with the life that I was living, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a hard transition <laughs> to make for people and pleasers. Um, so anyway, the response was mostly good, but of course there was a a good chunk that was, that was pretty nasty. And, um, you know, I just, at the time remember thinking, I cannot right now, I do not have the emotional currency to pour into anything that pulls me into a place of, of doubting myself or questioning myself or, um, you know, that kind of thing. So with the blog, you know, I'd already transitioned into doing so many different things. I was only blogging at that point, maybe once a week or, you know, um, then it shifted to once a month. Mm -hmm. And sometime in 2016, I just decided, you know, I just don't, I just don't have it in me anymore to just, just let me clarify one thing. Yeah. 
so my listeners will understand. At this point, you had a staff of about 20 people. You had probably thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram, thousands yeah. and thousands of followers on your blog. Like we're talking tens of thousands, right? Probably. The hundreds, yes. Hundreds <laughs> of thousands, right? <laughs> yes. So you were, a, you were a public figure for that community, really. Sure, yes, for them, right? yeah. And you were living authentically as you could. And a lot yeah. of your life was happening online. Is, is that yeah. what I'm hearing? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, um, you know, for me, the, the divorce really, and, and it's interesting, I, you know, I've never talked about it in this way, but, um, you know, it really didn't have anything to do with uh, work. Of course, there were things that, um, you know, I'm sure that, that trickled in that felt like it was about that, but it was not about that. You know, I, I always family and home um, was always really, really important to me. And early in those years, you know, um, in 2009 to like 12, I remember, you know, every nap time, you know, with the kids, every nighttime, my, my computer was open. And, you know, somewhere around that time, I realized, you know, I can't spend every waking minute working, even though I love it, you know. Mm. Um, so I had already kind of set good boundaries, I felt like to shut work off at the end of the day and just be home, just be with the family. So, you know, I didn't feel, interestingly enough, even with all that, um, I did not feel overwhelmed by what we had going on. I didn't feel like, felt like we had mostly a good rhythm. We had put great people in place, you know, to do their good work. Um, I loved everyone that worked with us. Now, by the time I fully walked away from blogging, I had whittled down. So some people moved on because they, you know, they were graduating or they were moving or, um, you know, and we had just kind of slowly begun to transition the store from a store to a studio. So the shipping was way more manageable. So we really had whittled down to, you know, just two or three folks, you know, at that yeah. time, um, by the time that we closed, um, that, I, that I closed the doors on the store. Um, and that was about the same time that I, that I just sort of stopped blogging. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was a big transition. And I, I had begun working with on and off some partners up the road a little ways. Um, and I was driving about an hour and a half, you know, one way to, uh, to consult with them and, and do marketing work and photography and branding and all the things that I'd done with Perfectly Imperfect. I just was doing them um, for them and for other clients. And that's sort of how I fell into, into coaching. And that became more than of a full-time thing. I think for a while I needed to go to work and to make an income and not have to create the income all the time, you know, because you know how that, that is when you're an entrepreneur, you are building your income day in and day out. Um, and I needed that for that time because I needed the emotional currency to be spent on myself and my kids. You know, yeah. um, people laughed at me and, you know, messed with me because I didn't date for four years. I didn't, do, I went to work and I did my kids and me and I, you know, and I took care of myself. So it was a really interesting, special time. I don't think I would ever do it differently. You know, it was it is weird sometimes when I look back and think, man, I wonder where it all would be now if I hadn't stepped away. 
All right, um, I, you have to ask yourself know, question. Sure, yeah, it's, it's natural. But you know, it, there are just seasons for things. And that season was not for pouring out to hundreds of thousands of people. It just wasn't. So uh, yeah, it was a bit of a break. <laughs> it was a how bit of you, a transition. How do you think you had that clarity at that time to walk away? Because that takes a lot of clarity and a lot of courage. Yeah, Honestly, this may not sound great. I think it was depletion. I just, I had been in, um, you know, I'm right, wrong, or indifferent, or depending on people's opinions. I'm a total proponent of having a counselor, a mentor, a therapist, or whatever. I just think people speaking into your life is a big deal. So um, I had been, you know, with the same counselor for I think two years before that. And so a lot of that time was spent on learning how to unlearn what I had had done before. And, you know, one of the things I realized is that while I never was a, um, what I would consider, I mean, I guess you would have called me an influencer, but I felt like I was running a brand outside of that, not just hey, I'm a person and I'm going to sell things and sponsored posts and all that stuff. So I didn't feel that way, but I did begin to realize that I was living a very um, bloggable life is how I like to to phrase it. You know, um, there were, there became a mentality of creating moments on purpose so they could be recorded, you know, for content, which is normal. That's natural. That's part of that job. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, I just needed to come home and sit on the dang couch and not care if there was a mess on the coffee table. You know what I mean? Or, um, so I think it was depletion. It was working on uh, not needing that for approval. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fairness, I also think that I realized in that uh, part-time work with, with those partners of mine who became mentors and friends, um, I think I realized, man, there are a whole world of people doing great work, doing really cool things that just don't give a crap about social media, you know, Um, and that is possible, you know, meaningful, cool work, not just, you know, showing up and punching a ticket. So, um, and for me, I knew creativity was important. I knew that um, doing work that felt meaningful was important. So that was probably another good spur, you know, to say it's okay to take some time to just focus on, you know, myself and the kids and not recording every minute of every day. Um, and that really stuck with me. I'm, I still feel pretty, pretty passionate about that part. So Yeah, I know you do. Yeah. I and do. I think it's, I, I think it is really, I think it's a real important part of being anything is not getting yeah. caught up in that right? Yes. You know, yes. That you got to have a mess on the coffee table and, and if That's it's right. really tidy and it's beautiful, then it's for you. <laughs> right. Right. And, and again, right. That's right. And now, you know, I find myself in this place where interestingly, um, which I guess we'll get there in a minute, you know, I'm not sharing design all the time and decor all the time. But I do feel pulled to share it every now and then because it's still a huge part of who I am. I did design work for, you know, that 10, 11 years. So um, it was, you know, it still matters to me, you know, my home and and the way I create space in my home is still a big deal. So, um, 
you know, it's funny, but now I just do it when I'm in the mood, you know, and I, I don't, I don't fuss and I just don't, I just couldn't come back and worry about, I remember telling Marion, that's Miss Mustard Seed, folks. Um, I remember telling her, you know, during that off time, I mean, how do I come back and talk about pillows now? Like, I can't talk about pillows anymore. I mean, how am I going to do that? <laughs> I'm in this world where things are tough and gritty and I am like digging down into the depths of my soul. I cannot talk about throw pillows and Christmas tablescapes. Just can't do it. <laughs> so, so anyway, it was an interesting time, you know, to, yeah. to step away and then figure out, well, what do I want to do next? So. And so, so then when did you start to step back into like you, I know when you, when you left, mm -hmm. but how did you, how did you figure that you could come back and make it work and that things would be okay? Yeah. Was it just because you were healed or, or are yeah, we ever I think. <laughs> Right. Oh, no, no, of course not. We're always healing and rehealing and then healing the things again. And, you know, lessons arise from different angles. So, yeah, no. But I was, I feel like, in a place then where, and I can't remember, I think it was maybe Brene Brown I heard say this once. Um, I hate that I can't directly quote it, but I'm fairly certain that, you know, if you're sharing your story and you feel angst about it, it's too soon. That's too fresh. It's too raw. When you can share a story from this um, sort of objective bird's eye view of your own life, then it's, it's safe for you. You don't feel, um, you don't feel so attached to the emotion behind it. Um, yeah. And you're probably then it's not going to bother you, you know, if you get right. a negative comment or negative feedback. So, which is, is where I was. And, um, and I think, I just knew, so my work with my partners had kind of, again, shifted some, you know, things were changing with, with their business and with the clients we were working with. And I just found myself at a place where I thought, I just felt pulled again to be in charge of my own thing, you know? Um, and I remember during that time working with them uh, saying, I was always the one at the front. It's nice to be standing beside some people, you know, and working with other brilliant creatives and, and leaders is really energizing. And it felt um, very comfortable and, and very challenging. Um, but there was this point that I just felt like I can keep doing that, you know, in that way. Um, maybe it's a little different, but I also can, um, you know, I can step away and, and do something, you know, on my own again. And I was just ready, you know, I was just ready to try it. And really, I had no full clarity that it would work other than I had done it before. So by God, I could do it again, you know, um, yeah. and that was it. You know, that was really, it was just, I need to make this work. I want to write. I want to tell my story. And then very quickly after that, you know, it, it began, you know, I became interested in art again and started sharing that too. So that was around, that was right before, I guess maybe summer of 2019, we started the Creative Exponent. Mm -hmm. And so we started the podcast. And um, so that was sort of the gentle way back in. I just was recording a podcast and sharing about that. 
and then by that fall and early spring, you know, I started, um, yeah. started sharing on my own platforms again. And, so, and yeah, it is so. a beautiful podcast. That's what led me to you was finding the podcast yeah. and just listening yeah. while I hook, I sometimes listen to your podcast and I, I find uh, your relationship with Marion, yeah. Miss Mustard yeah. Seed, uh, very um, compatible and comforting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's that connection that goes on between you. But also, I have to say, I find your voice very comforting and uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I think it's that Southern accent. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I do find it. Uh, you know, a very like you your authenticity comes in through in your voice oh i'm glad i'm glad that means a lot to me now maybe even more than ever you know because i just don't um i don't we just got this one life you know and i just don't have time now for any pretense none you know i just don't yeah um i want things to be uh, real and meaningful and, and you're right about marion and i we do have that kind of relationship and just like our, when we take breaks, you know, we're just good about saying, okay, let's take a break from this time to this time. And then one of us will say, how are you feeling? Do you need, you know, do you need a little bit longer, a little extra, little extra break, you know, and so we'll extend it or, um, so there really is no, you know, we're not doing that. And I don't feel like I'm doing anything else to try to be something for someone, you know, I just want to show up do the work that I feel passionate about. You know, that's one of the things, the podcast, we love talking about creativity and yeah. creative work and, and how to make it real and meaningful and not, um, not this angsty, you know, uh, pressure number driven thing. You know, it, it can be that, but it can be more than that, you know, with a lot of habits and choices and that's just come from our own experiences of, you know, figuring it out ourselves. So um, that and writing and now are, you know, I just want to show up and do good work, but I want to do it for me first. You know, um, it's, it's funny to me now. I remember back in the day blogging, I would, you know, I would have content lined up for, you know, months in advance, you know, um, and now it's just sort of like, what are you doing in the studio? What is your work? You know, what, what have you been doing? And if I've not been doing it, there's not going to be any there, which is nice because it's like, that means my brain and my soul is centered on the work, not how I share the work, you know? Um, and that's a different way to, to show up and really use social media or the blog or the newsletter as a tool and not confuse it as my work itself. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Because it is not your work itself. You know, no. it should be five, 10 minutes a day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it just shouldn't be this more. consuming yeah. thing. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, so right now, having been through this experience, right, that, you know, in the last, say, 10 years, yeah. when you watch people, um, when you watch people want to develop their Instagram or their blog yeah. and that, and they're so focused on um, wanting that um, attention. What, what's your advice to them? Like what, I mean, I know it's not yeah. your place to give them advice, but yeah, well, well, I mean, but whatever, you know. We're, well, we're on, the pod, on this podcast, I can. On this <laughs> podcast, you can. And, right. from, and from your perspective, you can. 
So sure. yeah, yeah. It's, it's just my own experience. It's not, you know, it's definitely not the only one out there, but I, my, my perception would be, I guess I've learned to ask a lot of questions. My first question would be why, why is that so important? You know, mm-hmm. what do you think it will bring you? Yeah. Um, where do you think that's going to take you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how do you plan to get there? Meaning if growing that platform is the goal, okay, this is blunt, but here it is. If growing the platform is the goal, you'll never get there. You just won't. Not just growing the platform. There's gotta be- that's a good point. Yeah, there's gotta be this thing that's outside of an algorithm or outside of your website that drives you to show up every day and work and do. And I'm not saying that, you know, like, let's say for some people, you know, a lot of clients I've coached are, they just don't love writing on a blog. They really don't, they can't kind of get their groove with a newsletter. They really do just enjoy their Instagram audience. So it's not to say that you can't have goals around growing that platform and, um, you know, and reaching bigger numbers so that you reach more people. I would just say, make sure that you remember that it has its place, that it is the tool for which you share what you do, you know? Um, Because interestingly enough, you can't grow if you don't already present you, yourself, the brand, as it is as successful and put together as you want it to be one day. You'll never get there if you don't present it that way, way before it's there. Does that make sense? Like Say that again. So, so you can't, and, and this is just my experience. The people who do grow, the people who get there, they present themselves, their content, their brand, um, whatever it is they're making, selling, um, content they're sharing, they present it like it's already the brand they want it to be, you know? Um, you can't just, I don't know, you can't just sit back and wait for that magic to come. You have to treat it and cultivate it like it's already five years down the road and you're making ad revenue and, you know, you're earning, you know, ad income or sponsored post income because it won't grow without that, which means you better be doing some work you care about you know, in the meantime, you know, you better have your hands on something and sharing authentically is what pulls people to us. It really is. Um, Yes, there are a few rare exceptions of people who show up on Instagram or a platform like that and have this very quick overnight, you know, success. But most of us, it comes from the doing like years in the making, you know, of whatever it is we're passionate about and that we're sharing and because our hands are busy doing the work that we love that comes through and our people find us you know they find us and you only you only need a few people to find you really that's right you don't have to have yeah a bajillion people follow you now if being an influencer is your goal sure Mm -hmm. you may you may want to uh to focus on some numbers, but if yeah. not, then no, you don't have to, you don't have to focus on that part, um, and be successful. So, so, um, I'm a, I'm a woman from Atlantic Canada. I'm a Newfoundlander actually. Yeah. I'm so, um, 
and like my maritime them so as a maritime woman a maritime person I would say that my culture has really influenced who I am and what I am uh just as a human being and as a as a uh rug hooker and an artist right yeah everything yeah so what would you say about your southern culture and how how has that affected who you are and what what is what is that like in terms of interesting what a great question you know nobody's ever asked me that um i think for me it definitely uh you know growing up in the south is a just like everywhere there's just this these cultural norms and and there's just a a society that's built in a very specific way and so for me I mean and I write about this in in my book that's not published yet that I've just shared chapters online um you know I grew up with deeply empathetic parents and I was really lucky you know and we were surrounded by green fields and we ran and played in the woods and uh got stuck in quicksand and all kinds of fun stuff. And it was, life was relatively, it was just good. You know, it was just good. There were, yeah, hard things and of course, normal teenage stuff and all the things, but I did learn so much from them. Um, and I, and I've told them this now, so I, I don't, I don't begrudge saying it like out loud here, but I will say the thing about Southern culture, you know, there is this very deep, deeply rooted um, yes, ma'am and no, ma'am. And, um, you know, and, and a pleasing that sort of comes from um, just the way that the culture exists and, you know, and, and respecting your elders. And while all those things are wonderful, and I don't necessarily say now that they don't matter to me. I do think that it was a confluence of a lot of events that led me to a place where seeking approval from other people and and being good, being a good girl, you know, was hammered in my head. Mm -hmm. Not so much from my parents as it was just from generally the way that the world worked where I grew up, you know? Um, And so, I think that for me now, you know, I feel all, I feel lucky enough to have gone through the experiences I have because while I still feel like those values are really important um, and I do feel connection to a slower life, you know, that I think came from, from growing up here. Um, and I don't ever want to lose those parts, family, you know, all those things that are really deeply important to a lot of people in Southern culture. Um, food. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, it also, though, has led me to a place where I believe there is just still beauty in also being unapologetically who you are. And, you know, that's not the same thing as rude, but, you know, down here, it can be, it can, it can be a bit like, whoa, what did they just say? <laughs> you know, or being very direct, you know, like I learned, especially in business, how to get to a point where I just learned how to say things like, okay, let me lay out my expectation for you. Um, and that way you can tell me if, if that aligns with you. Um, and that way we're both on the same page. You know, I would have never said something like that, you know, younger, I'd never, never, you know, because it would have sounded 
like I was being too much, too, you know, too loud, too demanding, too direct. Um, so I think it's interesting. I feel like I learned that the values I grew up with shaped very much what I write about, the style of writing, but they also shape what I've learned about the world. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and how I, how I see you know, I'd say very different things to my daughter than, you know, my mom said to me. And yet a lot of the same, you know, so it's a very, um, and, she, and she knows that sometimes she'll look at me and be like, I can't believe you let her dye her hair blue. I just, I can't. I mean, I cannot believe that you have let her dye her hair blue. And I'm just like, well, it's her hair. So yeah. um, if she wants to give it a whirl, we're going to give it a whirl and then we'll see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's, um, it's very important to me. I love, I love that I grew up here. I think more than anything, it's interesting. I find that in painting, that's where my mind is in all these fields and all these, you know, these places that I spent a lot of time in or that, that meant a lot to me. So I don't mean it to say that it's bad. I've just learned that there's a, a blended way to see the world, you know? I'm not hearing from you. I'm not hearing that from you at all, that it's bad. Yeah. I'm hearing yeah, that no. we grow in a culture and it affects us and absolutely, and, you know, that's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have one other question for you. I just wondered how, how do you feel more authentic now than you did then? You know, I think I was as authentic as I could be then, you know, I'm just, I'm just a different person. Um, I felt very authentic back then. I felt like I was, you know, living as and writing and sharing and blogging and all those things as authentically as I could. I just think that this woman now has seen a whole lot more than that sweet one did back then. You know, it's kind of like the curtain has been lifted. There are some things that happened, you know, that I cannot unknow or unsee. And it really has shifted the way I see the, the world, you know. Um, and so, I think it, you know, I was doing the best I could, you know, now, I mean, more authentic, no, not necessarily just maybe mm, it's deeper, you know, it's, there's a little, there's a little bit more, a little bit more layers to the onion, you know, yeah. uh, than there was back then. So maybe that's the, the best answer. So then when you're coaching and you feel that you feel that someone isn't even aware of their layers. Yeah. How, how do you bring them to their layers? Well, again, like questions, questions are so important, you know, um, and it's so funny in coaching, you know, it's one of the reasons I love it. Um, it's, you know, Marion and I say, you, you need to be mentored and you need someone, you know, to mentor. It's just, you learn as much about yourself in coaching other people as, as they do really. Um, especially as you grow in it and you kind of learn your style and the way that you do it. But questions when, you know, and I usually always say if someone comes to me with a specific problem, you know, my first question is, <clears throat> would you like to be, would you like to be met with empathy or, or feedback, you know, um, because some people just need, yeah, some people just need an empathetic ear to vent um, to get something off their chest that they're struggling with in their business. And some people are ready for feedback. They're ready for 
instruction or encouragement to go one way or the other. Um, but, you know, I think asking questions like, well, how is that working for you? You know, and, and same as I do with my kids now, yeah. I ask way more questions than I thought that I would as a parent. And again, that comes from a lot of learning. Um, I used to do a lot of telling and now we ask a lot of questions because if we can encourage a child or a client or whoever to think of the answer themselves and to work through it themselves, it's much more powerful than me saying, this is what you should do. You know, this is how, this is what I see. Um, and, and I will sometimes ask, you know, do you want, um, would you like some honest feedback right mm -hmm. now? And then that's when I'll say, what I hear you saying is this, you know, I hear you telling me, this is how you're feeling. This is what I see. Um, and usually that is something like that. I see that, you know, we're not dealing so much with the business. We're actually dealing with, you know, insecurities around your work being good enough or, you know, whatever, whatever the thing, yeah. thing is. So it's, um, I feel like my job to ask, ask questions and help someone arrive there themselves because then they'll, it'll impact them a whole lot deeper than me just spouting, you know, my opinions off to them. So that's usually what I try to do. <laughs> I, I give it my best shot. This was a lovely conversation. Thank you. It was, yeah. it was, I, I enjoyed, loved it. I enjoyed visiting with you and, and uh, I'll share this with all the rug hookers out there and Okay. Maybe some of them are open to some creative coaching. You never know. That's right. That's right. Well, I hope, yeah, I hope it was enjoyable. I yeah. hope it was enjoyable. People find you, Shauna, if they want to find, to talk to you more. Sure. So um, I'm on Instagram, probably on social media more than anywhere. And that's at Shauna Parker studio. And then the blog is still perfectly imperfect blog.com. So I, I do spend most of my time on the blog and newsletters, but um, the social media channel you'll find me on most is Instagram. So Okay. That's where you find me. I like to take care of my, my blog and newsletter subscribers first. That's my, yeah. okay. that's my, those are my people. So. Yeah. Thanks a lot for talking to me today. I'm going to wrap Thank it up. Thank you. This was uh, create beauty every day with Shauna Parker and Deanne Fitzpatrick. Thank you for listening.